This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on May 21st, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. Luke chapter 24. My address will pick up on uh, these verses, but also they connect us to the verses we've been dwelling in in Luke chapter 24 with the disciples on the road to Emmaus. So we'll pick um, that whole connection up this morning, at least in a starting way. Jesus said to them, that is to the disciples, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I'm sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany And lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple, blessing God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Please be seated. Again, welcome to uh, St Paul's today on this Ascension Day. And that Ascension um, Day might bring to us many things. And Amanda gave us a good list of things, I think. Thank you for us to, to pick up on there. Jesus returns to the Father. And what does it all mean? Well, for the disciples there, I think, at that time, as they're looking up, they might be wondering what sort of challenge do we face now as Jesus disappears from our sight? But with the challenge comes this wonderful promise that we hear both in the the reading from Acts and in the Gospel reading today, those um, two parts of the same writing, of the same writer that Luke uh, tells the story on. The challenges, uh, the, the disciples, I should say, then are called and challenged to be who they are. That is, witnesses to Jesus as they go about their life on the road, as they make their journey. But first, and I'm going to combine Amanda's two, uh, first two things on her list, the promise of the Spirit and the place of worship. First, that's the thing that awaits them, isn't it? Especially Luke at the end of the Gospel brings this out for us. And I think like those disciples that we hear in our ears, their story of today, we too are called first to worship as God's, promised, as God's people of promise. As we too receive the the promise and the gift of the Holy Spirit to be who we are on life's road, on the journey, as witnesses 
to Jesus. God gathers us by this spirit, promised spirit, to be nourished and equipped, first of all, as a family, as a, as a village of faith, if you will, in this place of worship. Not just in that first account of those disciples, but so too today as we gather in the 21st century. People who are called into fellowship. And as I say, what a blessing it is for our community of faith, for our little village, that some other people we are going to acknowledge their presence with us today as we welcome them. Thank you to all of you who join us. We are a stronger community because of you. Bless you. And I want to encourage us all on the journey that it is as witnesses that we are empowered by the same gift that Jesus promises. This Holy Spirit grounded and founded in our coming together in worship. So welcome to worship this day at St Paul's. This will be our focus just in these next few minutes. The, the foundation of worship in amongst the challenges that life can bring. So let's pray. Lord of the church, send again your Holy Spirit to us as we dwell in your word, so that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts may be pleasing to you this day. Amen. Last Sunday, it was a joy for me on Mother's Day to see the love of our kids for their mum. It's days like Mother's Day and special times, perhaps like Christmas, if we're in the United States, Thanksgiving is one of those times where people come home, the kids come home, if you will. They come home to the person who, you know, on Mother's Day, for example, who nurtured them, who taught them, who loved them and prepared them for life. And I know not, that's not everyone's lived experience, I'm, I'm, so I generalise there. Um, but God not only wants, but provides, I think, for us that place, that place to come home to, to receive his love and grace. You know, just as we receive that sure word of forgiveness, not just from a human being who stands up the front, but from God himself already today. This, his love in Jesus, his grace to sustain us, his word to teach us, and his spirit to form us as to who we are, witnesses to Jesus, community and village of faith in the world, eternal journey that we make. And it's here in worship that God invites us to his very heavenly home on earth. And it's, I know it's a very earthly place, isn't it? But that's the wonder of God working in our lives every day. Jesus equips us and grows us for the work that he calls us to by this spirit through the word through the word of God. And that's why we're dwelling in the word over these Sundays. And every week I encourage you. In Luke 24, we see um, this occurs as a community and these individuals come to worship. That's how the gospel finishes. So we've got the story of these disciples on the road, on, on Emmaus, two disciples. And now there's more disciples um, who have heard this news that Jesus is risen. And now Jesus says, um, I'm going to give you the gift of this Holy Spirit, but first you're going to go to this place of worship. So worship is pretty important. Luke's gospel indeed is bookended in worship, if you have a look. It begins with the worship in the temple in Jerusalem. As Zechariah hears of the message of the one who's going to be born, who's going to point the way to Jesus. 
And Luke's gospel finishes in the temple in the same place with the promise from the risen Lord Jesus for the disciples, for the, uh, the team, if you will, to receive the Holy Spirit. And the work of this uh, spirit is going to point people to Jesus. And it all begins as we gather and worship. Grace, God's grace happens. And in the middle of Luke's gospel, there's a wonderful story that for me is, a, is an important connector. It's a story which Jesus tells in parables. It's in Luke chapter 15, where there are a number of lost things and there's a lost person. And there's a wonderful uh, uh, story in there. Sometimes we know this story is the, uh, the prodigal son story, which says that as this child had turned away from um, uh, his father and gone off and you know, wasted life and realised there was something important to come home to, someone important to come home to, the child turns and points again to the father to return home. And Luke points out, and I love this phraseology, he says that while this child was still a long way off, still a long, long way off, the father comes running to hug the child and bring the best celebration that it could be. I reckon that's the story of our worship. When you walked in the door today, I kind of, in my mind's eye, when I walked in, I picture this God coming to us and saying, welcome, welcome to your home again. And providing us here with the gift of this spirit, the spirit calling and gathering and enlightening. That's how I learned it in Martin Luther's small catechism as a young person. The whole community of faith, forming faith in our lives and preparing us for the journey that we make in life. And as we journey with those two disciples on the road to Emmaus, if you've been with us these last couple of Sundays, we are reminded again that the shape of our worship today picks up on that journey that Jesus makes with those disciples. So there's a diagram of what Lutheran worship generally involves. And we think of these really big parts of the service where Jesus speaks, Jesus teaches. That's what happens on the road to Emmaus. And then Jesus hosts. Jesus hosts in a meal. And that's what happens on the road to Emmaus. And that's how our service today is shaped. Word and meal are just so important for us because here is the spirit coming to us and bringing God's great blessings. And that prepares us for life on the road as Jesus sends us out to be witnesses to him in our lives. So worship is this place which is just so important that I want to encourage you in um, as we make a journey as family and as individuals together. What an adventure we're on. And sometimes in life's adventure journeys, there can be challenges which rise up on the road. And um, with adventure and challenges, uh, what does it mean for us? And I'm going to um, focus our attention as community of faith today on um, an adventure that we're on and perhaps some challenges that we'll face when we come to develop this site. We call it Project B with shorthand. I'm, um, and we've got a group of people who have served us so wonderfully over many years, they're called the Strategic Property Group, SPG sometimes we say. Um, and they're helping us prepare for this. And I'm going to invite the chair of that group today, um, Marcus Feets, to come forward. And we're just going to hear something about the exciting adventure and challenges that might be before us. So Marcus, thank you and welcome to you. And thank you to all of the SPG team. 
and me using my shorthand there. Could you perhaps foot remind us, and for people who might be new to us, um, tell us a little bit about all of this thing we call Project B, please. Yeah, yeah thanks, Neville. Thanks for the opportunity to reflect on the journey that uh, both the SPG, the Strategic Property Group, and the congregation's been on for a while, but also the journey that's ahead of us. Um, Project B is the second stage of the redevelopment and relocation of the congregation from Station Street to Riversdale Road. That's probably familiar to most of us, but for those that are new to the congregation, over the last um, 18 months, 24 months or so, we have been have moved from Station Street to Riversdale Road. Project B is the second stage of that. The first stage was the redevelopment and renovation and enhancement of this facility that we're in today, as well as the chapel alongside. Project B involves demolition of everything else and rebuilding of, of all of the other buildings on this site. The, the, the large and small hall, the kitchen, the, the um, vestries, the toilets, pretty much everything will be demolished and replaced with a new purpose-built building. Um, the new building is being designed to, to last at least 50 years and probably longer, serve the needs of the congregation for that length of time. So we've been required and, and have been called to build a fairly flexible building that contains ministry spaces, fellowship spaces, meeting spaces for the congregation, for the Chinese church in the first instance, and for the wider Lutheran community. It will also contain offices for St Paul's, for the Chinese church, and for the district offices of the Lutheran Church of Australia. So we'll be partnering with the LCA in terms of the district uh, as far as the officers are concerned. Lovely, thank you. So perhaps again, if you can uh, give us a, a little bit of a, a sense of the journey so far and just what, what, what we might be expecting coming forward with this. Sure, this is perhaps a little bit from the SPG perspective for the moment, but the faith, the journey we've been on probably for the last couple of years is a bit like our faith journey. It has its ups and downs. It's been far from straightforward. Things haven't always gone to plan. It's a bit of a negative position, but perspective, but it's, uh, it's just a, the reality. And it, I think it's the re reality of our lives. We can make our plans, what's the joke? If, if you want to amuse God, tell him your plan. Yeah, that's right. Um, been quite a few instances of uh, where we've had two steps forward and one steps back. In particular, we've had to redesign the property or, or the building four separate times. Once to take into account heritage concerns of the White House Council. They, their view was that the building didn't integrate as well as with this current heritage listed building as it might have been. So we, we had to go back a little bit and revisit that. Twice we had some challenges to reduce costs. Once quite fundamentally when the cost of the building industry went up quite radically. And finally the Lutheran, Lutheran Education, who was going to relocate with us, changed their minds and decided to not move in. So we had to relook at uh, the scope of the building. But the interesting thing is that each time we were asked, we were challenged to do that redesign, in many ways the, the design we ended up with was better. We were forced to rethink and relook at what was the real purpose of the building what were the core elements of the building, and we ended up with a better design. That challenge created opportunities to rethink and relook at what we were doing. 
So back to project B, the um, current state of, the, of, of where we're at, we're in the process of drawing, um, doing the detailed design and developing the drawings to go to tender. And if that sort stays on track, we'll be going to tender in um, mid-August. Mid -August. And all going well, we would like, we'd expect construction to commence around the late, the end of October, with completion somewhere around uh, the, the first half of 2025. Fantastic. Thank you for navigating all of those challenges and, and bringing those opportunities to us. As a community of faith, what might we expect by way of potential challenges and opportunities coming ahead with what you've just outlined? Um, in some respects, we're facing another case of, of, in this case, one step back in order to move two steps forward. Um, but this is not just for the SPG in this case, it's actually for the, the whole St Paul's community. Um, for 15 months or so, we're going to be worshipping right alongside a construction zone. Um, and that will have its challenges. Um, where are we going to have our after-worship after fellowship and ministry? At this stage, it'll be in the back of the church, in, the, in a combination of the back of the church, the narthex, the chapel, and in uh, the house alongside at 1207 that, the, that St Paul's owns. Um, we'll have temporary bathroom and kitchen facilities just out here in, a, in, a, in temporary buildings. Um, we'll have to cover those glasses, so the glass to some degree, so that uh, they aren't, those, those facilities don't form a distraction during service. We'll have all our midweek activities probably at, at Station Street, providing the developer doesn't decide to build the property, to redevelop the property in the meanwhile. In which case, we'll, we'll have another step back and we'll have to have another look at uh, some contingencies around where we will have our midweek activities. A third of the car park will probably be taken over by the builder as part of its activity, so we'll be operating with a reduced car park. And during the last three, four, three or four months of construction, the, the new building needs to be integrated with the church and with the chapel, and, and quite possibly we will not be able to worship in this space. We may not be able to use the site at all. So, again, providing Station Street is still available, pretty much everything, including worship, is likely to move back to Station Street for three or four months. Certainly going to be an interesting time, I think. <laughs> Please, the, all these, these, these transition activities are being looked after and we've appointed a, together with Church Council, a transition team. Please keep that team being led by David Peach in your prayers, because it's, it's going to be a fairly challenging time um, from pretty much now going forward until the completion of construction. But all this, all this disruption that we're expecting not only provides us with challenges but opportunities. As we saw with the design, I think we hopefully as a congregation we will also see that taking that step back will help us to look at what's really important for us as a congregation in our worship, in our fellowship, and think um, maybe focus on those most important things for a time, not those that are a little bit more peripheral but also maybe we'll come up with different and better ways of doing things. I think the other opportunity that this provides is to be a witness. Not only will there be a sense of anticipation for us as we see the building develop, but the whole community will see the, the construction going on, we will see the buildings being knocked down, things happening. Hopefully they will start to keep, create a focus on what uh, 
St Paul's is doing, and it'll be an opportunity to create some attention and focus on us as a congregation, but more on, on what we're trying to achieve here. So, interesting times over the next couple of, couple of years, 18 months or so. Only God knows exactly what form those two steps forward will take. And thank God that God does know that. Thank you, Marcus. Would you thank Marcus and thank the SPG team for the work that they undertake? What an adventure life can be with Jesus, hey? But what a wonderful, firm foundation our, our time together in worship is. What challenges life can bring, but what a sure God of faithfulness we have. So let's look forward to walking the journey with him and with one another in joy. Amen. And the peace of God, which goes beyond our human understanding, will guard our hearts and minds in this same Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.